Hey, this is Scott and welcome to this episode of The Power of X, episode 33. Uh, with me as always is Tori Wasner. Hello, Tori. Hello. And w- joining us uh, for the first time is uh, Brendan Curtin. Hello, Brendan. Hello, how's it going? Good, good yourself. I am doing all right. Thank you for having me here. It's it's, it's a pleasure. It's been a, a couple of years since I've podcasted, but I'm hopefully get back in the swing of things. Should be good. No, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, thanks thanks for joining uh, myself and Tori. Uh, and so today we're just going to go ahead and talk a little bit about that company Xbox. Uh, we're going to be discussing a few of the games we've been playing. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll start. I'll talk about uh, Proteus. Uh, then uh, we might talk about uh, uh, we just all of us have just been playing Back for Blood. And then um, Brendan's just going to go into a little bit about his experience with um, Art of Rally. And then we might just um, talk a little bit more about um, our experiences of Halo. So, um, without further ado, let's go ahead and let's start with the news. Okay, so um, during the... During the recent, uh, what was it, the Tokyo Game Show, uh, Xbox, they did have their own presentation, obviously going ahead with, you know, uh, you know, talking about Xbox with the Japanese market. And one of the things that they mentioned that not only were they doing the xCloud, uh, the online service uh, for Japan, but they actually announced a couple of other countries with, um, Brazil, I believe, Brazil, what's one of them, and also Australia. So Australia finally has the official xCloud uh, service. So uh, I went ahead and I actually, um, I think this was on a Thursday, then I went ahead on the Friday and tried to test it out. And I was able to get through it. Um, I was, for me, myself personally, I'm only able to do it uh, through an iPhone or an iPad. So I can't actually download an application and try to run it natively. Uh, I have to actually do it basically like through a web browser. And... Um, I got in, I tried it out. Uh, first game, of course, I tried out was Doom Eternal. Oh, yeah. And Yeah, and uh, let me tell you, uh, it's, it's a fantastic concept. The lag was just, it wasn't like really terrible. It was just that, it's just a step off to just be that noticeable. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just, I, try, I tried to do it. Uh, it, seemed, it seemed all right. And like, certainly for uh, quite a few games, I would imagine it would actually um, work pretty well, you know, something slower paced and that. But if you're doing something like high end and um, fast, it's probably, yeah, I, I tested out my connection. I mean, I have a gigabit connection. I have a Wi-Fi 6 router. Um, I also tested it I also tested it out with the uh, Xbox, Xbox Series X in its web browser, Microsoft Edge web browser. Because uh, you actually do it there. So I can actually do xCloud through the Xbox. A little bit redundant there, yep. but yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I was able to do it. Yeah, it's not as if you know why you're doing. It. It's like you know you can do it. And uh, I also tried to test that with the PC. I think the PC may have been the best experience, just because it wasn't going through a web browser. It was going through the Xbox application, and that one was also uh, wired by Ethernet. But it's still like it's still like the lag was better, but I just say uh, it was just a little bit a step off. Uh, for me uh just wondering if you if you both of you had experience with this yeah well i was actually playing this in the beta um a little while ago i got the um the razor i can't remember the name of it but it's the controller that clips onto the sides kind of makes it look a little bit like a switch um it worked 
better in the beta for me than it did in the full release for Australia. And I'm sure it's just because there were more people using it. Uh, any experience for you, Brendan? Uh, it's funny because it, like when I first heard about this, I was like, that sounds interesting. And then I saw it come out and I keep seeing the little tab on, on my Xbox when I boot it up. And I, I've, I've been meaning to have a, a crack at it just to give it a, a test, you know, especially coming into this. But no, I haven't given it a crack, but I'm interested to like interested hearing your experience with it. You saying that, um, you know, the, it was just a little bit off when you played something like Doom Eternal, which I think requires like, you know, that zero latency sort of thing. Exactly. I feel like it would be better suited, you know, like, you know, as in maybe a year or two time, like it'll be perfect and you'll notice no difference. But I think something for something right now, like maybe RPGs or something like that would be best suited for it. But um, Dragon Quest Eleven. Yes. You know, that could ease, you could easily play it through that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I feel like those things that require Twitch perfect precision and reaction times um, uh, are going to be the ones that hurt from the service. But still, like, even, even with that, it's still insanely impressive that it works the way it does, you know? Yeah, I was also curious about because uh, where we all are at, you know, because for myself, I'm actually uh, in Brisbane. So I'm wondering if you, if both of you had may have had better experiences than me. Yep. I'm um, just with the location that we're at. I think the data centers are in Sydney. Not 100% sure on that. Because I'm uh, in Sydney myself, so that might might be uh, it might work out well for me. Maybe there'll be no difference, but who knows? Yeah. But it's still, I think it's incredibly impressive. You know, and I think it sort of shows where we're going in that aspect. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if other companies start to get on board and try their own version of it yeah nvidia now they're actually actually um they've released their service now over here okay well there you go still no playstation now yeah <laughs> yeah playstation now but no one no one knows about that until someone mentions it and goes oh yeah playstation now and then everyone forgets yep <laughs> it, it, it's funny with that because they with with the recent announcements of the grand theft auto remastered editions um san andreas is coming to game pass and so it was everyone was like yay and then everyone was like and then it was also coming to playstation now and then everyone was just like oh yeah that's not gonna come to me in australia yeah hopefully it does run better with, with the latency i will say like you know going through doom eternal uh, i did also did hell as well you know, uh, 60 fps so no hiccups with that um yeah, video, video quality wasn't the absolute greatest, but you know it was. You, you can make out everything, which is good. Yeah, so that's just an experience with um, the X Cloud. Uh, and there's another little tidbit. Also, um, Xbox they also started to also release special editions of the Series X consoles. Uh, they originally did the Halo one, which looked really nice, all sparkly, and they also did um, one for because the Nickelodeon uh, All Star Brawl game. They also did one with. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Spongebob. I, you can understand why they've done the Spongebob one because, you know, he obviously he's a square. Yeah. But I, I've got to be honest, like looking, at the, like looking at the picture now, I would have imagined like for Spongebob, it would have worked out a bit better if it was a Series S. Yeah. More sponge-shaped. I'm just looking at it now, like, because we obviously have the show notes up and stuff, but I hadn't actually seen the console. I'm looking at it now. The Spongebob one, one is cool, but... I really like the Ninja Turtle one, A, because it's, you know, the old school Ninja Turtles, the ones we grew up with. But it's a huge missed opportunity. It's only got Leonardo on it. And the thing has four sides. Why wouldn't you put all four turtles on it? I don't care. I want I want all four on there. <laughs> I guess because the backside has all the plugs in it. it, it look, I my favorite Ninja Turtle is Donatello, but I can almost guarantee it would be Donatello. I know nothing about 
um, Ninja Turtles. So what? Oh what? man, I didn't get to grow up with a lot of uh, Saturday morning cartoons. Ah, oh, that's fair. No, you'd have, you'd have Leonardo at the front because he's the leader. Although I think in the new series, the newest one, he he's like second fiddle to Raphael now, which doesn't sit well with me. That's a whole another kettle of fish. But Leonardo on the front, Mikey and Raph on the sides, and then Donatello on the back. That's how it would be. Yeah. But yeah, no, they look cool. Like it's for promo stuff because some of that promo stuff you get sometimes is just garish and it just looks awful. But these are all right. I could deal with that. Yeah, they definitely they definitely colourful and unique designs. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I see why they haven't done all four turtles. Um, only two of them are playable in Nickelodeon All Style Brawl, which oh, is what it's a promotion of. Oh. Yeah, Leonardo and Michelangelo. Oh man. Okay. Whatever. And April O'Neil. <laughs> At least like April O'Neil is getting some representation. Yeah. It'll probably be like DLC. I know um, Garfield's coming to that game as well. So Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I paid attention to that game just for a tiny bit, and then like I've tuned out. Yeah. I wanted to get it, but I'm hearing it's not quite... It, it's basically Melee, but for Nickelodeon fans. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I got excited when the, the characters started getting revealed, because obviously a lot of them are from everyone's childhood. Um, and then the new one, the characters came out from the newest series. Like, I don't know them, but it has Ren and Stimpy and Powdered Toast Man. So, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I guess, sorry to get back on point. Yeah, the consoles are cool. But, like, this is, they're, they're actually pretty good. I, I would be okay with those in my house. Yeah, they, I have started releasing these on special edition consoles where people are still not able to get the regular edition consoles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just a big tease. That's it. The Halo one looks really nice. This new special edition consoles. And I was just also, before we actually get into what we played, I'll just also mention um, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, they did the final Smash um, character reveal. Uh, obviously, everyone's excited for Sora, but for me personally, I think you guys as well, the Doom Me costume. Yeah, it was a giant kick in the teeth in the beginning, but it's like one of those things like, well, it's better than nothing. Yeah. I, I've got no personal attachment to Sora, so I was like, whatever. Like, I got up um, early and watched the thing um, and yeah, watched it and I was like, oh, all right, whatever. I don't care now. Like, but Doom Guy, cool. I'm, I'm wrong with that. It's still strange to see so much Microsoft representation in Smash now. Yeah. Um, and just on Nintendo stuff as well, like... I know we haven't got this written down, but just I guess it's an interesting point because me and um, uh, one of one of our friends were talking about uh, all the Microsoft stuff because you know the Switch has got Ori in the Blind Forest and it's got Ori and is it the Will and the uh, Will of the Wisps? That's the other Ori game. I think I think so, something like that. Yeah, and then you got Banjo and Kazooie coming to the game uh, to not to Game Pass, but to the Nintendo Online service now. You've got all this representation from Minecraft Steve to um, Banjo-Kazooie and Smash. And then uh, I guess Bethesda stuff now, like the Doom Slayer. You've got Fallout. You've got Skyrim Man as well. Dover King. And it's odd. Like they're giving so much and it's like you're wondering what's going to be the return back, you know? I guess this is just one of the things, you know, just Microsoft is trying to be, you know, this all-encompassing, you know, good guy of gaming. And so I was like, oh, yeah, we'll put our stuff into everything. And sort of, you don't know if they're, they're not expecting every anything in return. Yeah. But it's like, it's usually one of those things, like maybe one or two things. Like you saw Banjo-Kazooie and then uh, Steve from Minecraft in, in Smash. And you're like, okay, well, when's when's the table going to turn? What's, what's Microsoft getting out of it apart from publicity? But yeah, it's, it's just interesting. It's, it's very interesting, but it's still cool to see, you know, like considering the Microsoft of old, like we're talking about this when we're playing 
back for blood, you know, like um, Microsoft evolved, like they would just do these weird things where you'd be like, what are you doing? Like this doesn't help anyone. And now it's like the total opposite, which is amazing to see, but it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting from, I guess, a business perspective, but they're better off getting goodwill and people like yeah, Microsoft rather than boo Microsoft, you know? All right. So yeah, that's, uh, and that's just pretty much the Xbox news. So now we'll go ahead and we'll um, talk about what we've been playing. So for me, a game that I sort of um, focused on a little bit uh, was the game Proteus. This is a first-person shooter developed by Banding Box Software. Uh, this was a Kickstarter game uh, back back a couple of years ago, and this was actually released on early access on Steam, Good Old Games, and the Microsoft Xbox Store, which actually now um, they actually put that as a as a part of your um, Game Pass. I believe the Kickstarter, yeah, this was done uh, quite a while ago. It was actually always supposed to be released in um, definitely last year. But obviously with what's been going on, you know, it's sort of um, understandable why it's been a bit delayed. Um, so I just um, started off. <laughs> the story actually itself is quite complex from the Kickstarter page. You play as the corrupted agent of Proteus, hell-bent on destroying your creator and everyone that gets in your way. That's a story. So and when you first start up the game, it also it just lets you know, okay, this is an actual pre-release beta. You know, please don't um, criticize us too much. Uh, I guess I started the game. I started in an incinerator. This is sort of tutorial section. I had to make sure you had to get out. Uh, this is just to, this obviously teaches you how to use the controls. You know how to jump, how to use, how to sprint. Then once you actually get to go down the hallway, you actually start to go ahead and see your first enemy like corpses on the ground. And it's interesting the way the actual game does it because it's trying to go for the whole boomer shooter, you know, doom aesthetic. And what it's actually doing, uh, which is interesting, is that rather than actually, you know, just having a 3D model or actually 2D sprites, what it's doing, you have 3D models, but they're sort of, um, they've got a filter on them. So you look pixelated and they don't actually, you don't, when you turn them around, they don't actually turn around like a full, like 360 degree movement. They're sort of like, you know, into segments, like you know, your typical eight second you know, directions onto yeah, so it's it's quite an interesting look that it's actually going for. Yeah, I quite I quite like it. It's also doing with the hand model as well, so you know reduce frames, uh, but it's still actual three D model. I do read on the Kickstarter page that you can actually, I think, when it actually goes ahead full live, you actually turn off that filter, so it's just like a proper three um, D model. But once we actually go ahead, uh, yeah, just go ahead. I spent quite a bit of time to actually ins- inspecting the bodies. I don't know why. I went down a hallway and proceeded to find a crystal that is. Go ahead, look, and then that crystal just proceeded to just blow up the place, and uh, I was transported what appeared to be into hell. And then it took me back to space station, and when I was able to collect the collect the item, uh, it was just reacquired. So I went ahead, um, started to go through the game. Oh, that's right. Uh, when I went ahead and tried to jump off a ledge, uh, I proceeded to die. I think this was intentional because you go up and you actually wake up into like a sort of a stasis chamber. Then it's got a checkpoint activated. So the way the checkpoints work in the system is that rather than actually, you don't actually have quick saves or anything like that. You actually have like proper checkpoints that you actually go ahead and collect. It's just a way of doing it. You know, typically with these boomer shooters like Doom and Duke Nukem, you go ahead, you do quick saves, um, and then you can do it for each level. But no, this one's got checkpoints. Once I actually get into that, it actually, um, the game finally allows me to actually have a weapon. Unfortunately, that weapon is my fists. And then you control, basically it does the whole thing where you have your uh, main attack and your sub attack. So with that, I could actually um, 
use the left mouse button or the right mouse, mouse each hand. If you hold them together, you do like a quick fight. Once you go ahead and you actually fight your first enemy, it was sort of like a, uh, it's called a Fiend Pro. It's a glowing glue enemy. It sort of looks like um, uh, Dr. Manhattan, when if you're like watching the watch, watch from a movie, when it's going, hey, he's trying to reconstruct himself. Uh, muscleized skeleton trying to reconstruct himself. It sort of looks like that. Again, just throws a whole bunch of these enemies towards me. Uh, I'm not ever actually attacking because I don't have a gun. I'm not able to jump on the ledge because they're high up. So I've got no option but to actually go ahead and jump down into the actual uh, pit that actually goes ahead and you actually um, go into it. You actually get your first weapon, which is a pistol. So you just hold down the right, you can go down and hold down the right mouse button to um, aim down the sights. Three burst fire. Uh, if you just do it normally with the mouse button, it's just uh, one one shot. Yep, and then uh, go through that, and that ends the um, tutorial. So then you go to the next level, which is, I believe it's called the Sacrum. Then it introduces you to one of the first main enemies, which is your standard zombie. Uh, there's a lot of, le as I said, a lot of ledges in this game, but it just, you can't actually go ahead and jump on the ledge. Then once you go ahead playing through the level, you end up getting um, uh, zombies with a, sh with a shotgun. Uh, they take a little little bit to hit, but not too bad. Then you go ahead and you actually pick up the shotgun from the enemy and this is where it introduces you to how you actually you know, select the weapons. You can just normally press the, uh, any numbers on the pad, but you can also press the Q button, which I've got a tab to. And rather than actually like, you know, just slowing down, it actually just brings the whole menu and it pauses the game. So you can get, okay, here's the weapon I've got here. Uh, you've actually got different categories of weapons. So you've got your fists. You got actually got about six categories of weapons, and each of those has got sub weapons. So you say you got you the machine gun, so you got your pistol, and then you got a machine gun, and then a chain gun, and then like with a shotgun. I didn't really find any other shotgun um, type weapons within this at the moment of what I played. The shotgun itself, uh, fairly straightforward. It's a I found that's the most typical weapon I would use because you would um, you, you just keep using it and you take down a lot of um, zombie shotgunners uh, and you get the obviously get the ammo from them. So that was the one I typically lose. Completely playing a game, mowing down enemies, and then playing a bit more, and then I ended up getting the uh, dual machine guns. And the way this works is that it like your Halo Two, Halo Three, you know, dual weapon system, left mount mouse left we left weapon right mouse white weapon just shooting them down you hold them down together to do sort of like a quick shoot uh works fairly well although i did find it, it really ended up took down quite a bit of ammo and just good sort of uh you needed to act go ahead and uh reload uh too far too often uh which is sort of very annoying also just playing around it teaches you how to use the auto map although that i think they just looks looks a bit of a nightmare at the moment it's not just so like it Here's a cling. It's, it's sort of a thing you have to actually go ahead, zoom in, zoom out, trying to go out of it. It's just really annoying, like, like an old Bethesda game. Like, so you go through the level, and then when you actually go ahead and actually finish that level, uh, it goes through, rates how you went in that level, and then you actually rate the level itself. So I don't know if this is actually um, just to do with the beta, just to sit, people get to test to see, you know, okay, this is, I did quite enjoy this level, uh, or if this is actually, this is going to be in the next game. Um, but then again, the um, once you get try and get the second level, it's actually got a map screen, um, so you don't actually just go ahead from level to level to level. You actually go ahead and like you can go down diverging path. At the moment, I was only able to get down to the second level. Sort of a research facility um, set in underground mining, um, just lava all around. Then we introduced you to another enemy called the Lunger. Uh, just sort of like a big beefy, you know, gorilla type weapon. Sort of, I would say probably your. Um, your typical uh, like pinky demon from Doom. So just going around, just like just fully just charges at you. 
Um, then they also introduced another enemy um, called the Void Reaper. Uh, they spill, they spit skullfish at you. Um, sort of annoying. They sort of act like the Octobrain, um, Octobrain from Duke Nukem. Uh, you did tend to get quite a few um, situations where it's just like sort of like a horde mode, sort of like trying to mow down enemies. Once I get into the second level, towards the end of it, I actually end up getting the minigun zombies. This one is a slow armored brute. Get him down fairly, um, fairly quickly, and then it gives you the minigun. And this is your standard minigun. You just hold it in, wait for the barrel to wind up, and sort of mow everybody down. It, it gives you the opportunity to actually um, yeah, get, get you like a sort of a platform first, just trying to get up and down enemies going. And then you go sort of go, have to go inside a train, and it, sh it puts his more enemies towards you, trying to get down to the get out of the train. And then once I do that, that's the end of the level. That's uh, that's my experience so far. And then also notice there's an actual uh, level editor in this game. So you can actually go ahead and um, create your own level, sort of like like the old boomer shooters. Yeah, I didn't really get much into it. I was only able to like make one platform and I didn't do it at the, at the right space. So it was actually, I just kept failing through and just took about like a solid two minutes before I actually died, <laughs> falling down the hole. So I played a bit more. Uh, the actually, this is when it started to actually diverge, and you can actually go into sort of like a sort of like a trial trial mode. So you can actually go, hey, okay, here's a um, trial mode. You actually you got to hit everything with a shotgun in a certain amount of time. I uh, was able to do so. Like had you had enemies there, you had a limited amount of ammo, uh, and also had targets. So you got to make sure you have your resource. You know, make sure you're hitting the right enemies, and then also hitting the right shots without actually having to actually um, waste all your ammo, basically. Uh, and then once I go do that, and then actually finally it explains what those runes were. Uh, basically, you collect every time you collect a rune, there's a certain section which is closed off. And so I'd done about four levels, and um, it was a section there that's just like sort of like a, I think the first boss I wasn't able to get to because I needed about five runes and I had four. So I just played and then played play that. So yeah, that's sort of my experience at the moment. Uh, I didn't want to get too really much into it just because it is sort of in beta i uh, didn't really want to spoil it uh before i played yeah it's um yeah quite a good game sort of like a cross between yeah doom duke Nukem, uh but it's got some modern elements um you know something like you know reloading oh yeah that's um then that is sort of my experience with uh proteus so yeah if you have xbox game pass more than likely you just go ahead and give it a try okay brendan so you've gone ahead you've kind of played a couple of games uh what did you end up playing okay so between your last podcast and this one, um, I've played two games that I believe were available on the Xbox Game Pass, um, which I hadn't looked at too much recently, but then I was like, now I've got a gaming PC now. I, I pretty much have been console for so long that when I finally got a gaming PC, I'm like, oh, that's right. Game Pass is on the PC. So um, I downloaded a, a game I'd been interested in for a while called Art of Rally. So I won't go too much into it because there's not much to really say apart from it's a very cute little, uh, very visually interesting racing game. Um, sort of like, it reminds me of a game. It came out years ago. I don't know if you guys ever played it or heard of it. It was called Gene Rally. Did you ever play that? No. Uh, don't, don't, no, don't no, think so. It's, and so it was like a, like, it's like a top down racing game. You don't, you can't look in the cockpit or, or the, you know, this the driver's seat or anything like that. Um, and it's just a couple of courses and stuff. Like you've got a big open world that you can drive around in if you want to learn how to play the game. Um, you start off with a couple of cars that aren't amazing and then you start doing uh, races and tournaments and stuff. And depending on how well you go in those, you unlock more cars. 
So if you do really well, you unlock like two cars, for example. If you do okay, you unlock one car. Um, but it's really cute. It's really, really charming. Um, I played it for a couple of hours um, before everything else in life distracted me. Um, but yeah, I, I would really recommend it. It's The art style is very... It's shell-shaded, so it's very basic, but it works really well for what's going on with it. Um, and you do races all around the world, like in, uh, you know, Japan and, uh, France and America. Um, so there's a lot of visually distinct things as well. So, and it all stands out. Like when you race in Japan, you get that typical Japanese thing where, you know, you've got little temples and cherry blossoms and stuff. And it's, it's really visually charming. And the gameplay is very easy to pick up too. Um, cause there's a whole bunch of drifting and stuff with it. So, once you nail down that drifting, it's, that's where the game really shines and unlocks in your head. You're like, right, I get it now. And all the cars handle differently. So you can get really good with one car and then you switch to another. And it's like, okay, I got to learn a new car. Um, but it's fun. It's really, really charming and something I would really recommend. I think, I don't know if it's on the Xbox Game Pass on the actual Xbox. Um, I would say it would would be. Um but I played on PC and I, I, I really liked it um, and I would recommend it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was really good. Like I'm like a huge racing fan apart from like Mario Kart and then every now and again I'll get into like one of the intense sort of sim games like Gran Turismo or uh, Forza. But yeah, this really stood out. I could see myself playing this every now and again just like, okay, cool, I've got the itch, let's play for half an hour and um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I really recommend it. You guys should check it out. I think you'd dig it. Um, just, just for the art style alone, honestly, it's very good. Um, and then the other thing I played is, uh, you guys talked about it on your last podcast, but I guess, um, I, I'll, I'll talk about it here for a little bit is Quake, the re- remaster for Quake. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you guys talked about it last time, but I'm a huge Quake fan. Like I, I love Quake. I love the old school Dooms. I love anything it does, honestly. Um, except for Rage. I don't really want to talk about Rage too much. Um, but <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Quake, the remaster. Like we, There's a, there's a friend I, I, I've known for years and we both love Quake like intensely. Like anytime there's anything Quake related, doesn't matter how big or small, we're just like, did you see this? Did you see that? Um, and then the rumors started obviously popping up about, oh, there might be something new Quake related. We revealed a QuakeCon. And then when we realized it was going to be a Quake remaster, we both were just like, yes, this is the best. Like just Quake anywhere is going to be good. Um, So I grabbed it on the Switch just to have on the go, but I've been playing a lot of it on PC because uh, my uh, Steam version, my original Steam version automatically updated to the uh, remaster one, which is great. Um, Really, really appreciate that. Um, But obviously it's on Game Pass, which I think on PC as well, all the Quakes are on there now. Yep. so I'm interested to see about Quake 3, though, on the Game Pass. So uh, me and my friends play that a, a bit every now and again. Um, but we have troubles trying to set up servers and stuff. So I want to see if that works any better. But anyway, back to the point. Uh, Quake, the Quake Remaster is unreal. It's just so good. Visually, it's pretty much the same thing. The, up, the models are a bit updated than that. But honestly, you're here for the gameplay. Like, that's it. Like, it plays exactly the same you want to play. It runs well on the consoles, too. Um, I grabbed it on the Xbox um, as well just to test it out, just to see. Mm. And um, yeah, it, it's great. I, I love it. I think it, it's so good. It's such a good update and remaster and it's going to bring in a whole bunch of people. Jumping into co-op and stuff too is so good and so fun. Like playing through 
those levels and it's a chaotic mess because you, especially when you play with someone you know and you're jumping around, rocket jumping and you know the levels well, it's an unreal experience, you know? Yeah, I, I, I really, really like it. I think it's, a, in terms of remasters, they realize what they needed to fix or what they needed to update, but to retain all that soul and charm. Um, and even the, the new levels and stuff, like the fact that this up bundles in the two original expansions, the machine games uh, level pack that came out a couple of years ago, yeah. and then a new machine games update too. Like it's it's awesome. Like got nothing but good things to say about it. But like I said, it it plays exactly the same as it did years ago, which is exactly what you want. You just want that graphical update. You want a few quality of life changes, and then yeah, the fact that the game plays exactly the same. Like yeah, count me in. I'll I'll play it till I die. Honestly. It's that good. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. And that with uh, actually, um, they just released the patch, uh, the next-gen patch for that. So your PS5, your Xbox Series X and S, uh, they now actually get uh, 4K and 120 frames per second. Awesome. And I'm, I'm having a look at that, trying to read up, and it seems to imply that the Series S will also have 4K at 120, which is... Okay. Uh, yeah, which is interesting. I know one other game did that. I think The Tourist. Um, did allow 4K for the Xbox Series S because that's the co- console that is like it can do 4K, but it's relegated to like max, like generally maximum 1440p. So yeah, but I mean they do interesting. That, yeah, uh, even the Switch version. Um, I actually tested it that you can actually use a keyboard and mouse with the Switch version. That's insane to me. Yeah, but well, I actually I actually went ahead because I got one of those. Um, I got one. Of, I've got one of those Switch. Um, like original quick kickstands to actually have like the USB-C port. So I put in my USB-C hub, put in the keyboard and mouse, put it in. Yeah, it actually works. You can actually have the switch screen there and actually has recognized keyboard and mouse going through it. That's really cool. Ultimately pointless, but it's cool. You can actually do that on that device. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I've definitely been, uh, yeah, I've been playing a bit of the actual newer levels because Interesting the way you do those because like normally with the other ones, it's just like a full episode there. But the new levels, you're sort of like in this hub world, like the original Quake. But it, you got about, like think about six hubs. Um, but each of those only have two levels to it. So you go in, you get a room for, you go in to get a room for one of the hub, one of the hubs. You play two levels, you get the room and then you go back in and you basically like, strips you down to like your basic shotgun. Um, yeah. So I've only, I think I've only got three runes at the moment. So I think I've got a three more to go. But no, definitely. Um, cool. Yeah. So no, but I can't, can't say anything uh, anything more good to say about um, yeah, uh, Quake Remastered. So yeah, go get it. As you said, it's on um, it's on Game Pass. If you had it on Steam, um, you'll automatically get the update as well, which is fantastic. Yeah, you've got no excuse, honestly. Unless you just hate life, you know? So if, you, if, you don't like, if you don't like video games, really. Yeah, exactly right. Just do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's that's pretty much all i've been playing in terms of the xbox and stuff but um yeah i mean like there's some some other stuff but tori you've been playing halo infinite yeah halo infinite um they did another technical preview recently so uh this time it was play versus player because the last one was mostly i think entirely just uh, versus bots uh but this time they enabled play versus player so i actually got to see that i'm actually bad at the game not really good because the bots make me look good <laughs> but uh they also had uh, big team battle which was interesting oh okay 
uh, seeing the sandbox kind of expanded to that larger size where it's uh, two teams of, gosh, I can't even, it was either eight versus eight, I think. Yeah, big team battles 8v8, so yeah. Yeah, it was interesting seeing the new game types as well, where it was kind of like, it was almost like King of the Hill, but there were these, uh, the map had these three bases in it, and you had to try and capture all three bases to score, like hold them all at once. Um, and when you capture a base, it will start building fortifications uh, to make it harder for the enemy team to take it off you. And the longer you hold it, the more fortifications you can have up, like um, automated turrets and shields on the wall so people can't shoot into the base. That was really fun, actually. Depending on the teams, it were either really quick matches or really long matches. But yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun seeing that they've kind of taken in the feedback a bit. Um, the spawns still feel a bit off. Oh, okay. So when you die a lot of the time, especially in like the free-for-all stuff or the, the smaller team battles, you tend to get spawned near enemies and not have enough time to kind of get your bearings before you get shot at and killed. Uh, there were new weapons in there from last time, like the skewer, which is kind of like the brute version of a rocket launcher, I guess. It just shoots a giant metal spike, though. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, it's really a really good um, anti-weapon. Uh, not a weapon. Vehicle weapon. Because uh, it pretty much just blows up whatever it hits. But it was also cool because they've got the, the grapple shot now. Which is basically your grappling hook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you can use that to mount vehicles. Oh, if you hit an enemy vehicle with it, you'll just kind of zip straight to the vehicle and kick them out, which is awesome. But I, I just overall really like how it feels an evolution on classic Halo rather than feeling like a whole new Halo. Like Halo 4 and Halo 5 didn't feel quite as much like Halo compared to the others, in my opinion. Halo Infinite feels like a classic Halo game that's been polished with modern game sensibilities. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one coming out. Ah, oh, yes. Not long now. I was actually able to get into this beta as well. What I did the first time, I tried to actually do the clever thing and try to light up with a keyboard and mouse on the Xbox. That did not go too well. Obviously, this is a beta. You know, they've still got bugs to work out. But it's just interesting, you know, trying to do a keyboard and mouse. Like, you could recognize the keyboard and mouse, but the mouse was actually like in a sort of like in a bounding box. So you could get the actually. Um, it was like it was hitting the side of the screen. So when you're moving ahead, you try to move the Master Chief, you hit it all the way to the left and it just stopped. So you were sort sort of stuck in a box. But no, it was it actually works really well. I was able to do it, um I was able to do it the 4K um performance mode. Oh sorry, balance mode. I was able to do the uh 120 hertz uh, uh performance mode. All held up really really well. You know, it's really fun just using that grappling hook just to get around everywhere. I know you've only got a limited amount of them to use. Uh, but I just want to be able to go ahead and just keep like going like Spider-Man, just going like here and here and here. And from where you say you're actually getting, getting a vehicle to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, so that's uh, Hello, Hello uh, Infinite. And then we'll also, obviously we'll all, all of us have been playing um, every Friday night, um, Halo, uh, the Master Chief Collection. Which have been some fun times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. Like, I mean, you guys talk about it again on your on the last podcast, but like, I mean, for for me personally, like, we we've, we've been in lockdown in Sydney for like three four months at this point. We've just come out of it, but like that, that Friday night Halo was like the thing I was looking forward to at the end of the week. You know, like just just to connect in that. So it's been great for me. 
And it's been great having you guys there too, you know? Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've known each other for quite a while, but I feel like playing um, Halo together has definitely kind of brought us a hell of a lot closer. 100%. Um, it's one of those things where gaming just has that power. And, and the really beautiful thing about Halo is that yeah, you've got these all the, these custom game types. So, you know, we play uh, every one of them. We play, we play Jenga, which is always fun. Um, just going ahead and um, like you, basically the way the, the game is set up is that you've got all these like blocks that are, you know, building up and you've got one person who's a zombie who's actually just shooting everything at you. You're shooting warthog, you're shooting, um, you know, planes, you're shooting um, soccer balls at them. And the, the idea is that you're supposed to go ahead and knock everyone down. Yeah. Hmm. Um, then we also do some racing games. Um, yeah, get some squat in, do some, um, and uh, we, yeah. we also get some team slayer in. Um, yeah, I don't know what your guys' opinions are on. Earth. I do like the ones where where, a, where the sniper rifles and the speed is just really really fast. It's like you're skating. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's interesting because like when we were st- first starting to play, it was just like oh cool we're playing Halo. You know, like I was just I fell back in love with Halo really because of this. Um, and playing on PC as well because I grabbed it when it was on sale on steam for like 25 bucks or something and i was like score that's a mad deal you know even though it's on the game pass but anyway yeah it's just been fun and like playing those original halo games like the just the game type sorry um have been great but when you mix it up like with the jenga or we change the gravity and the speed and stuff like that it makes it feel like a different game like reminds that the fast speed low gravity things reminds me of um tribes oh yeah that old game but um, no, it's been great. Like it's just it's just so much fun, and I think it's a testament to how, especially Reach and Halo Three, how well they hold up. Like Halo Reach, I could play for days and be and be content and still want more. It's just, it's just fun. Like I, it reminds me of when I used to be younger and in high school, and Halo Two came out, and I'd lug my Xbox over to some of my mates' places, and we'd set up a land and play for like seven eight hours straight, you know, and just just drink Coke and have pizza, you know. Like, that's that's the feeling I get. Wait, Coke? I thought I thought this was a Pepsi channel. Oh, uh, well, I was young and dumb in my youth, and now this is <laughs> it's changed. I, I've grown up to see the light. Yes, you've t- atoned for your sins towards Pepsi Man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> praise the Pepsi Man. But yeah, no, it's, it's just great. It's just great playing Halo, honestly. It's such a great social experience. Everyone knows Halo. It's an icon- it's an iconic series. No, it's just like you know, everyone like everyone goes in. You know, oh, do you want to play some Mario Kart? Or do you want to play some Smash Bros? Or do you want to play some Halo? It's just one of those things you can just pick up a controller, pick up it now, keyboard and mouse, and just play. Yeah, exactly right. And I also just got to mention, you know, with the latest season, uh, with their particular um, skins, I want what we get your both of your thoughts on those. I let Tora go first. It feels like they belong in Destiny. <laughs> um, I don't hate them. But it, you have to admit it's weird. Yeah, exactly right. I'm I'm kind of with you, Tori. Like they feel like they're meant to be for another game, but I do respect the fact that they just basically went because from all, all accounts, it seems like this might be the last season that they have for the Master Chief Collection before Infinite comes out. Um, so I respect that. It's respect it in that aspect, but uh, they're dumb at the same time, but they're, they're like right in the middle of that dumb level where it's like, okay, this is dumb. I love it. And this is dumb. I hate it. Yeah. I mean, they're really well made. Yeah. I'll, I have to grant them that. 
I think the the reason they exist is because they're doing these for Halo Infinite, and they went, why not put them in here? We can, why not? Yeah. Uh, it's some fractures thing, I think they're calling it, where it's kind of like non-canon armor sets. Yeah. I like that they can embrace that to kind of do stuff that doesn't have to be rigidly uh, canonized. Yeah, exactly. How long is it going to be before they expand into their other properties now? Yeah, when are we going to possibly see like the Doom Slayer um, armor set? I'm surprised that they haven't made that like a a, a pre-order bonus or like, hey, play this event in Doom Eternal and you'll unlock this in Halo Infinite. But I think it's one of those things that are becoming like, I think now that the, you know, things are starting to really get finalized with that Bethesda Xbox deal. Yeah. I think we'll start seeing more of that stuff, but it's, I think it's more of a case of when, not if with that stuff. But no, yeah, it's, it's, as you say, it's not a matter of if, but when. Yeah. Like you'd be stupid not to tie that all in together, considering people have already done that for years. Like if, they could do it with Smash after all the jokes about, you know, Doom, like the Doom Slayer and Isabel, you know, with Smash. Like, you'd be dumb not to do it with Halo and, um, yeah, Doom. You know what I do want to see? I want to see something like a um, like Animal Crossing, um, like, pack for Doom Eternal. <laughs> yeah, like, that that would be interesting. And obviously, it have to only be for the Switch, but yeah. I'm surprised there's not a little reference or something, you know, like a maybe even just like a little photo in the... Um, Doom Fortress of just like Isabel on the Switch or something, you know? Or maybe like a little GameCube hooked up to a TV. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm excited. Like I've been really enjoying playing Halo, but we um yeah, it's and I'm excited for Infinite too. Well, I'll just let you know for Infinite, um uh, I will be only playing on Xbox, uh, because I don't think my PC is good enough. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a PC killer. Alright, and that is uh Halo discussion. Okay, and so the last thing we'll talk about, um, and we've just all, like, about a little while ago, we've actually been playing this all together, uh, the recent release of uh, Back for Blood. Uh, this is a game. This is made by uh, Turtle Rock Studios, which they were the original developers for uh, Left, the Left 4 Dead series. And, um, yeah, you can pretty much say they, they, they take a lot of liberties from Left 4 Dead. <laughs> it's got the DNA, though. But, yeah, we... Everyone who's playing this game, whether they're doing it consciously or not, they're comparing it to Left 4 Dead. Um, the the core concept is there, where you have your four players, survivors, um, making their way through a a bunch of kind of short set piece levels uh, through a whole bunch of zombies. Uh, sometimes there's um, objectives to do within that level, but for the most part, it's just get to the end to the next safe room. Yeah. Yeah, so we were actually, we just played played a uh, game of it. Uh, both of you were actually on PC. I was actually on the Xbox uh, Series S. Uh, but it was actually really cool, cool, like really quick to set up because I believe it is cross-play, um, so compatible with PlayStation as well. Um, but it was just really easy just to set up. Like we were just able to get in, Brendan started a game, we got into his game and we were up and running, um, which is actually good because you, you normally when you actually have like these cross-play games, it's sort of like, oh, okay, you know, something's, you have to set up an account and then you have to do all this and so no this was actually able to go in bam get into it which is good um so yeah we started the game uh started on act one um you introduced i believe we had a couple of people um i myself was uh i believe i was Haley. um i think brendan you were uh mom 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 and then uh, tori um who are you i was doc 
yeah so yeah we all yeah so we all start, we all started um yeah pretty much like for i'll i'll be honest myself i've never actually played a left for dead game uh don't own it on steam uh, i know from the both of you i've got to rectify that shortly Yes, absolutely. All you need is Left 4 Dead 2 because they've added pretty much everything from Left 4 Dead 1 into it. Yep, so I I will see if that goes on special soon and then pick that up once it goes on there. No, but we actually actually, yeah, go in the first game, um, sort of introduces you um, fairly standard concepts. You know, you're going around shooting zombies. Uh, You've got uh, copper, which is your currency. So you actually go ahead, um, collect the copper. And um, even though you've got your own pool of copper, uh, it turns out if anyone, like say if Tori picks up some copper, we all get that that copper as well. So you can actually, you can you don't actually have to worry about you, know, you sharing resources with the copper. You can actually just go ahead and pick it up. I don't think it's the same with the, um, the ammo though. I think you, you get your own ammo. Yeah, ammo is individual, but you can share your ammo with people. Yeah, but we don't want to share, do we? No, I'm just saying that <laughs> that's a new mechanic. Oh, I, oh okay. From Left 4 Dead, I mean. So it's not in Left 4 Dead. Now you can basically drop your ammo to give to your teammates if they're low on any ammo pool resource. I did. I did find. Actually, I did find playing it uh, towards the because we played through the first act, and towards the end of it, I was actually starting to run out of ammo. I had to use my um, bat with um, nails in it. So yeah, uh, but I was able to pick up some ammo uh, if I if I was able to find it. Uh, but yeah, you third, go through the first, I believe we went through the first section. Um, yeah, just going down. Zombies. Uh, oh, they're, what, they're not called zombies again. They're called... The Ridden. The Ridden. The Ridden, yeah. And, and as you said, Red and Wild playing game, you know, it sort of sounds like something you can actually ride on. Yeah. That's why I was getting confused, man. It's like you killed 68 Ridden or whatever. Like, I, I couldn't ride on any of them. What the f- no, then you actually uh, go... Th- actually playing a bit more um you get introduced to a sort of like sort of the big enemies you sort of get uh what's it called it's not called the boomer exploder but i believe exploder that's it right and that's this one yeah you you shot like there's a big enemy and then if you're too close when they actually you get killed they explode and it's like big green goo and that affects you and then you've also got these tall i think is it tall boys tall boys yeah little hammer arm dudes yeah and they're both of those enemies they've got like um you can see the weak points that they've actually got so you can actually go ahead you know shoot the weak point to get them to go down i got I, honestly for this uh i got a whole lot of like resident evil vibes um especially like something like from revelations i don't know why i tweaked in my memory but yeah. I got a lot of vibes out of that the the main problem that uh, i brought up when we were playing was that all of the special ridden look very similar to each other they've got similar palettes they're some of the shapes and sizes of them look very similar that it's hard to tell them apart at a glance um which is a downgrade in my opinion from left for dead which uh every special effect it had a very unique animation set and silhouette and even sounds they made very different sounds Right, uh, and then uh, so we believe we did that uh, with we went with our first first time we went for a random and that random always seemed to be in front of you, Tori. Yeah, the exploder happened to be right next to me a couple of times that was shot and blown up. Ah, um, but we went there and sort of like had to jump over some trucks, um, going through some pipes. Uh, and one thing the game makes you tell. Make sure to tell you is that if there's birds around, do not shoot near the birds. Do not interrupt the birds because if you interrupt the birds, the horde will come at you. 
so we did that a couple of times. Uh, there was actually one time um, Brendan was actually, um, it was actually quite hidden and someone accidentally shot it and it was like, where were they? Yeah, and alarmed doors as well. Mm. Oh, yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Uh, I, I think, Brendan, a couple of times you tripped off the alarms. Yeah, like there was one time I walked in and, it, you know, like they give you the little warning of like, hey, like, don't do this because you'll attract the horde, which is like, cool, no worries. And didn't have any indicator about what I'd done. It was like an alarm door or something. I like, literally walked in a room, shot a bullet, and it was like, oh, you tripped the alarm. Like They don't telegraph it pretty well. Yeah, it's um like you guys were saying, like the, the DNA from Left 4 Dead's here, but there's things that Left 4 Dead do way better. Like it just Left 4 Dead, I find is uh, is a lot simpler. It's streamlined, yeah. This I feel, yeah, exactly right. Like it's designed to be a game where you go, okay, cool, we're gonna play this map. I've got three friends, let's go, and you know, like you, you it's easy to jump in. There's no messing around. Um, there's things in this that I do like, like I like the weapon mods and stuff that you can put on. Like I, we only played like, I think maybe just shy of an hour. Um, so I didn't get a full taste of it. So I'm keen to go back and jump in at some point, but yeah, I like even just initial impressions. I like how the game operates. It's left for dead. Yeah. Like I, I think you guys have hit a lot of good points on, on like, you know, like the, um, the enemies and stuff like that, like the, I think the thing we're talking about, um, with the, the special, enemies um you know like the things that are what the exploder and the tall boy and stuff um you know like they're, they're just not that visually distinct from each other like when you play valve has got a really good thing and just to sort of divert and like i was thinking about this while we we're playing when they made you know you play left for dead and you you know exactly what's coming at you you know okay cool that's a boomer that's you know a spitter um that's a jockey like you can see them coming and you can hear them you can hear them from a mile away and like, you know what's coming. And even when they play team, you play team fortress and I'll make this point. Like it'll, it'll make sense in a second. They wanted you, when you played that game, you would be able to tell exactly what the other player is from like a mile away by their silhouette. So every character in team fortress two is distinct and that process carried over into left for dead. And you can tell that. So it was hard, like the enemies that were playing, like shooting against, you know, like I could tell which one was like the exploder because that was a big fat thing, but I couldn't tell you the difference between like their version of the spitter and the version of the, um, like the tall boy and stuff, you know, those sort of things. But like, I mean, the gameplay is solid, like it, it's a solid game, but there's things in it that I would be like, okay, change this or fix that. No, pretty much. I feel the same. Feel the same way. Um, then um, once we go ahead, um, then we ended up doing the final mission of the first act, and that was the one that originally I had had trouble with with the pre-release, uh, the beta that I did, and then the first time I sort of played it a couple of days ago, uh, when you go ahead and there's a tanker that you've got to shoot, and my because the it, the game warns you once you go ahead, you shoot the tanker, the horde is going to come in. I thought, okay, the horde's going to come in. Be prepared. Got to make sure you got to mow down everyone then you can press gas on but for me it was it just kept coming and coming and coming i'm thinking what what is going on? then i realized you're not actually what you're supposed to do they tell you the horde's coming but you're actually supposed to leg it for the bridge so you shoot down the actual um you shoot down the tanker and then you're supposed to leg it for the bridge and so we were actually able to do that this time um and, and that's actually that's a pretty tense moment so you have to go in you have to go ahead go up to the bridge and then go through this um this uh, boat that's been um, you know torn down. Then once you get up to the section, then all the all the uh, 
um, you know, other fighters um, start fighting with you. And then you have to go ahead and destroy the boat. So a couple of you have to actually go back to the boat with an explosive, plant that in. You've only got a um, minute to actually get out of there. And when we did it, I was able to put in this second explosive just, I think, right after you guys um, put in the first one. And then once I did that, once I did that, I started counting then. And then a zombie got me and I was down and you guys were too far away. And I told them, told you, told you, um, you know, just leave me, leave me. I'm dead. I'm gone yeah. for. And uh, yeah, this, this, it exploded. Yeah, it was, it was really funny too, because like just to go back to the whole Left 4 Dead, Black, Back for Blood comparison, when you do something in Left 4 Dead, like you had those situations where the horde might overrun you and it's just like, ah, oh, just leave, like go, go and save yourself. There'd be an ending sort of cutscene. It was always an in-game cutscene to show like, okay, like these people got out, this person died or whatever. Um and, uh, you know, in this, it was like a pre-rendered cutscene. So, like, my original character died. I jumped into the bot and you died, but then the characters were there at the end of the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I guess, like, this one has a campaign, like an actual story during campaign, it seems, compared to Left 4 Dead, which is just, like, these are episodes that happen. Oh, okay. Because I always thought Left 4 Dead actually did have a campaign. Like, it was whole, its whole thing was that, you know, it was a multiplayer game you play with your friends, but... Yep. It did have a campaign, but okay, now we see, yeah, it's actually, uh, yeah. yeah, just episodes you play, and whereas this one's actually does have a campaign, so. It does, Left 4 Dead does have a campaign, it's just, it's not why you play it, like, it, it's more about, yeah, each episode is kind of a different concept that's based around a different uh, horror movie trope. Uh, one of my favourites being, uh, it works best if you use the in-game chat, but it was, there was one called, um, I don't want to call it Heavy Rain because it's not right. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, partway through the level, it just starts, uh, I don't know how else to say it without using a swear. It starts bucketing down and you can't hear anyone over the voice chat. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's just, it was just a moment where it, it was such a unique experience in a multiplayer game that I haven't seen anyone try to do something similar again because everyone uses Discord anyway. And that is our experience with uh, Back for Blood. So, yeah, that's actually now on Game Pass. So, yeah, go ahead, give it a shot, uh, Xbox and PC. All right, so I'll go, I guess we'll just go ahead and say what we're actually going to be playing next. Uh, I'll start. I'm going to be playing, um, there's a sequel, sort of a pseudo-sequel to the Iron Bread game that's just been released uh, called Iron Fish. Um, looks to be interesting going ahead, controlling a fish. Um, yeah, I'll see how that is. And then I'll also go through Game Pass and pick out some games to see how I go with that. Um, Tori, how about you? Um, so along with the uh, xCloud announcement, they put back, no, what is it called? Scarlet Nexus on uh, Game Pass. So I've played like the couple first couple missions of that on stream, uh, hoping to jump back into that once October's over and I'm not playing horror games anymore. No, that should be good. I got to get back into that as well. Um, yeah. And then Brendan, um, I'm not exactly sure what I'm gonna be playing. Like I, I've been a bit busy. I just started a new job recently, so I've had a lo- uh, not as much time for games and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It'll probably, honestly, uh, be ending up with more Quake and more Doom Eternal oh, yes, now that course. that um, mm. new update has been announced. So I, I want to get back into that and get into the swing of things. Um, so I'm ready for that because. I played a little bit today and my skills uh, are a little bit rusty. So <laughs> I, w- I want to get that ring rust off. It doesn't take much 
does it with Doom Eternal. It doesn't take much for Doom Eternal to get rusty with it. Like it's no, it, it's funny because the muscle memory kicks back in, but like you, you're still like moving just that little bit too slow that that you don't like and that. So, what do you? What is your preferred um, difficulty, Brendan? Nightmare. Nightmare. I think I think Doom Eternal. Once you hit that nightmare level, like it's hard to go back to anything else. Like that is the ultra violence or nightmare is the way the game is meant to be played. It's like when you play Doom One and Two. If you play like on ultra violence, like that's the way the game is meant to be played. Yeah, I can only do um the Doom Eternal, the main game, ultra violence, and then I think the other ones, the DLC packs, I've only able to do it on Hurt Me Plenty. Yeah. But no, 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 this should be good. I'll be looking forward to your both of your opinions on the um the horde mode with um Doom Eternal when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm keen for it. Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks everyone. Um thank you, Tori. Thank you, Brendan, for um coming in, having a chat. Of course. Yeah, thank you. It's great, great to to be here and thank you so much for the um thank you so much for inviting me on the show. Oh, thank you so and thanks for joining us. Yeah, and thank you, audience, um, for joining us in and we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Power of X. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get noticed. You can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, and other podcast services. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Game Podular Network, and Focus and PlayState. Be sure to join our Discord server to interact with the lively Game Podular community. Follow us on Twitter, YouTube, and our Game Podular for updates, news, and other content. Links are in the show notes. If you'd like to support our shows, you can buy us a coffee, or become a Game Podular Patreon. The details for both are on our website. Thanks. This episode was edited by me, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Scotty J Man. You can also follow Tori on Twitter at Stu2, that's S T W T W O, and catch her Twitch streams at Tori S T W. And you can follow Brendan on Twitter at Shiggy Ninty, and catch his Twitch streams at the same place, Shiggy Ninty. Thanks so much. <laughs>